There's so many things I love about music. One of them is being able to pick intro music that makes you think like, holy shit, something super cool is about to happen. <laughs> and then just to disappoint people right after. And then you're like, oh, it's just episode 134 of the Brian. Oh, okay. Damn it. Well, we're going to have to sit through a few minutes of this guy yammering about something along with his good pal, Sean. But then, you know, there's going to be a good guest and a good conversation and hopefully and in this case, definitely some very good music. But um, no, you can like you can set the mood and people are like, "Ooh, this is a podcast I should get into. Yeah, like I could see somebody in an alleyway like it's really dark out, maybe a little bit foggy. I That's don't know. A- that's the music of a British producer and performer who way back in the day was in Nick Cave's band, The Bad Seas. And wow. Few, and a few other cool bands. He was a bass player and then all of a sudden went on to create these wildly cinematic, vaguely jazz records. His name is Barry Adamson. Hmm. Totally amazing. And I found a couple of my old Barry Adamson records recently. So that's why you're getting some here on the Brian Oak show. I am Brian Oak. And here we are. Well, at least I am in the Smart Start MN studio here in South Minneapolis near 48th in Chicago, just south of the Parkway Theater. Love the Parkway Theater. I just got a gift as a T-shirt. Um during the course of the pandemic, they have been closed, which is a bummer because they did yeah. so many great live performances, so many great movies, just a cool, cool venue. And so they keep changing the marquee to all these play on words of various films, um, <laughs> like Alice Through the Plexiglass. Uh, I, I mean, really incredible stuff. They just put out a T-shirt to raise some money that has many of them listed on the back. So Parkway Theater, we are going to be partners in the near future, and hopefully we'll have a lot more to do with them. I'm joined by Sean Bernard. Sean, friend, longtime colleague, business partner, and entrepreneur himself. Sean, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you doing, Brian? Uh, you know, it's been a crazy week. I'm going to be honest. It's been a little busy, but I feel good today. There is The sun is out, and it's above zero for the first time in some time, and I feel pretty good about those things. So overall, looking at the grand scheme and the great list, the great roll call of life's incredible tragedies, I'm way up towards the top. I, I have no real complaints. Nothing. I and you got a guys about. weekend coming up to uh, go do your gaming weekend. This weekend. I do. I do get away once a year. We used to call it whiskey weekend, but we've decided to do away with the booze part. What with sobriety hmm. and dryness and all, but we still will be playing board games that only the bravest among nerds and engineers would dare tackle. Some of them lasting nine to 10 hours long. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm excited, which is why we recorded this one a little bit early. Uh, And I'm excited to talk to today's guest. Her name is Brienne. She hails from Duluth. Brienne, I I don't want to bring you in without a bigger introduction, but do you call someone from Duluth a Duluthite? A Duluthian? It's a Duluthian. It Mm -hmm. is a Duluthian. It is. That's cool. That sounds like historical. That sounds like something from the... The Cambrian era. I'm not sure what that is exactly, but I like it very much. Uh, Duluthian Brienne Marie and her band, uh, who I had the privilege of meeting just a couple of weeks ago. And my side hustle, aside from the outrageous amount of money I make as part of the Brian Oak Show empire. Um, my why is side she hustle, laughing? Why are we all, why are we all laughing? Uh, I work at a record store and Brienne, along with her family, were in because she is a musician and she's got a brand new record on the way. Uh, in fact, it's here in shorter. I mean, what we're going to air this on what Thursday, Sean? Yes. All right. So it's on the way tomorrow, followed by a show to promote it the following day. So Duluthian Brianne Marie has uh, a lot to talk about with her new music, and I'm excited to get to know her better. Before we do that, though, the one thing I did want to share is a quick song. A lot of time pop songs are swept under the rug or brushed to the side as, you know, treacle, piffle. 
other treacle treacle is a british word for sugar or a sugary like syrupy substance good let's keep it in england that'd be that'd be great treacle what i mean is something that is superfluous is that any better sure. Yeah, I get that one. That that's that's more common. There you go. Now you're talking public school <laughs> education. Same, by the way, and okay. college dropout right here. I just always loved words, which <laughs> is good because I can't seem to stop saying. That. <laughs> um, uh, no, it just you know a lot of pop songs are dismissed as a bleh or a bleh or just like oh it's a little thing you know, but that's okay. It, you want to have the meat to chew on. You want to have the sustenance of some genuine protein. But every once in a while, it's okay to eat a piece of candy. It's okay to feel joy from something that is not important, maybe not good for you. But it, anyway, there's a song that popped up in my mix the other day, and it was so cold on the day that this popped up. But the sun was out for the first time in a long time, and luckily I was lucky enough to be inside my house and I felt the sun coming through the window. I lay down with my cat and this song came on and I really, really felt it. Um, speaking of the British, Natasha Bedingfield, anyone? Yep. Okay. Thank you, Brienne. Thank I you. Very much. <laughs> well, okay. And so again, not necessarily a superstar, but certainly a very popular pop star once the 20th century turned into the 21st century. And she did this song called Pocket Full of Sunshine. It made me think about the lives we're living right now. You know, it's been uphill and difficult for a lot of people, uh, myself included. But there has never been an absolute absence of joy. And so what you have to find are these pockets. You have to find these spots. And you have to learn how to celebrate what life gives you because there will be times of great excess and great joy there will be times where you are gorging yourself on the excess of life like a roman senator and then there will be times <laughs> of great great privation where you're wandering in the desert and those will be the times to remember that there is still joy if you're willing to look hard enough and work hard enough and find it and that made me want to play this song before we talk to brianne marie coming up next
From the Smart Start MN studio here in South Minneapolis, it is the Brian Oak Show, episode 134. Before we mention our primary title sponsor, Smart Start MN, Brianne, before I even give you a proper introduction, do you have songs that do that to you, that bubble up into your head, that that even though they might not be deemed cool or important, I mean, that was 2008, that was some time ago, to be sure, but it's a staple, and it's, you know, it doesn't come up often, but when it does, I feel it every single time. Do you have songs like that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, there's no shame in my, uh, you know, guilty pleasure game for when it comes to music. There are some songs that that do that, but I used to work retail, so if it was a song that was played on the Muzak CD often, Ooh. that song is dead, can no longer, you know, hungry like a wolf. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Can I can I ask? And again, I, I feel like we're getting into it before I hit the sponsor. But uh, I've also worked retail and I've also worked places that have the piped and overhead music. Can I ask what retail establishment it was? Oh, yeah. It was Spencer's Gifts. We're like oh. party and we're making it fun. Wacky. Well, I mean, like. Like, so here's the weird thing. I, my daughter worked at the Mall of America for many years and her boyfriend for a while worked at Spencer's Gift when she works at Ragstock and then at GameStop. Um, when I was a kid, there was a Spencer's Gift at Northtown Mall that it always smelled funny, a little bit like incense. And maybe the people who worked there were in the stock room doing things they shouldn't have been doing. And it was black t-shirts and it was weird and close, but there were things like, uh, like Budweiser flicker bulbs where they had the light bulb on top that did the flicker. The modern day Spencers, while still kitschy, it's, it's got a different vibe to it right now. It does. It, it totally shifted. You know, when I started working there, it was beaded curtains and lava lamps. And now right. it's about 80% t-shirts and the adult section. So, oh, you know, so, you got to go with what sells, I guess. Well, it, you know, Hot Topic and Spencers, they're fighting for that portion of our market. <laughs> Before we start talking to Brianne Marie, <laughs> by the way, uh, on-air production meeting, uh, Sean, Let's get Hot Topic on the phone. I believe Hot Topic oh. could really benefit Huge from the sponsor podcast by a yep. middle-aged white man who's clearly yep. past his prime. <laughs> Smart Start MN, speaking of sponsors, uh, has been the primary title sponsor of the Brian Oak Show for, well, since before we were a show. And here we are, episode 134. Smart Start MN is the originator, the founder, the progenitor, if you will, of the Ignition Interlock program here in Minnesota. They helped craft the legislation that defined the fact that the state of Minnesota, even though you've made a terrible mistake, needs to let you get back into your car, get back to living a life, right? We do the crime, we pay the time, we do our, we pay our due, and then we have to get back to life. Well, with Smart Start MN, you can get back into your vehicle, you can get back to living some semblance of a normal life, you can get back to getting back to where you need to be sooner and cheaper than you otherwise might. Plus, they're really good people. You know, both Mike and Ed that we know and jumped on board very early on are great guys. Sean and I decided early on we weren't going to deal with sponsors who were, for lack of a more delicate term, pieces of shit. And these guys are <laughs> anything but. Um, these guys are fantastic, and they're super nice guys, and they provide a pretty cru crucial service to people who might not be inherently evil, maybe just made a really bad decision on a given evening or day. Maybe you just decided to treacle and drive and you don't want to do that. Dude, treacle's a real word, man. Look it up. T-R-E-A-C-L-E, -E, okay? I don't need this from you today. <laughs> go go to smart trending on Twitter right now, treacle. Oh, treacle's huge. Trending? Huge now. It's trending. Absolutely. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Our guest today is a Duluthian, which, by the way, I love that. name. It's almost like the Mandalorian. It's that cool. The Duluthian uh, is Brienne Marie. She has a band called the Front Porch Sinners, and she's been a part of Duluth music scene for a long time. Uh, her backing band is wonderful. Um, they they do a lot of, they, I mean, they have a lot of, we'll talk more about the individual people in the band, but they create a relatively straightforward version of Americana that also feels very Minnesotan, but I do have to offer a word of warning before people dig deeper. The way I met Brienne was she came into the record store I work at in Hopkins not so long ago saying, I have a new album on the way. Can we leave some of these here? And of course, Mill City Sound is very much on board with that. 
So we grabbed them. My cohort, Kathleen, possibly misheard the name of the band and, <laughs> or maybe or maybe confused it with the name The Front Porch Swing and Liquor Pigs, longtime Minnesota Staples. Mm-hmm. In any event, she typed in Brienne's name and The Front Porch Swingers. Now, it turns out there are some very real and very active swingers websites. Oh, no. You didn't do Google Images, did you? It was just the... There's this, this couple who's at the heart of it. Her name was Brianne, spelled differently, but the Brianne and the front... Okay, Brian, you got to take off your video and just do audio for a little Spice bit. your relationship. Brian, take yeah. off your video and just do audio for a little bit because you're cutting out. So we'll just read right. you that little segment right there. All right, starting at what, roughly? Um, just from the swingers... Okay. Yeah. So uh, there is a website that features a Brianne and front porch swingers. Uh, but unless you're looking to spice up your personal life, probably <laughs> one to avoid. Uh, but again, to each their own. I'm not here to judge. I just hope that people find happiness and peace in their life. I reached out to Brianne because I'm like, hey, you're a Minnesota band. You're from Duluth. I was late to the Duluth party, so I try to embrace every Duluthian that I can. Um, and also, I want people to hear more about new music. Well, it turns out there's a brand new album on the way and a show happening virtually on Saturday and maybe in real life. We'll find out more about that. That has nothing to do with taking your pants off. At least I hope not. I hope I haven't made a terrible mistake here. Uh, Brianne, first of all, hello. How are you? I am well. Hello. Thanks for having me today, Brian. Yeah, well, gladly. And nice to meet you and your family the other day. And I'm sorry we haven't started off on the most family-friendly tone. But when <laughs> when when my coworker Kathleen typed in the stuff, she's like, I'm not sure this is the kind of band's music we want to have in the <laughs> store. I'm not sure what they're doing here. And I looked at the website. I'm like, you better take that down now. We should. We are not supposed to have that up in here. But it is Brianne Marie. That is B-R-E-A-N-N-E Marie and the Front Porch Sinners, and you have a brand new album on the way tomorrow. Tell me the name of the album. It's called Juniper. Juniper is on the way tomorrow and will be available, I imagine, through all the regular outlets, say your band camps, yep, et cetera? Yep, we have band camp, and we have a website, uh, briamory.com, where you can see all of our socials, connect to us on YouTube, and of course, Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. Which we, I mean, we use a lot of Spotify here because we have to for licensing, but I know that there are physical copies of your new album, both on CD and on vinyl in the record store I work in. We want to make the most, I mean, we, part of what we do here is to support Minnesota, Minnesota artists, Minnesota entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera. We want to make sure that you're making enough money to stay alive and do the work that you do. What's the best way for someone to support a Minnesota artist like you? You know, Bandcamp is the best site, but we yeah. also feel the same way that you do. And we want to support shops, especially record shops. You know, we did vinyl this time. Uh, we did vinyl for our last album. And we really want to push people into those vinyl shops. There are They're taking all of the precautions that you would need to feel safe when you go mm -hmm. record shopping on a Saturday or throughout the week. So we did a drop at five different shops in the Twin Cities area for CD and vinyl uh, when we were in town. Well, it was great to have you down here. So just so people, before we hear a song from the record, um, so to, I, I like to give people a little context. Um, so I'm going to ask a couple questions. You don't have to go real deep, but just to kind of like set the stage for who the bleep is Brianne Marie. Um, where are you from? Duluth, Minnesota. So you born and raised. Yep, that's right. Lucky you. Like, see, I was born in Portland, Oregon. I moved here when I was two. So I really am a Minnesotan. I don't know anything else. But when people are like, oh, you weren't born here. It's a different <laughs> jam. It's, it's, it's a different thing. So you're born and raised in Duluth, and you still live there now. Obviously, the pull is strong in Duluth. Before I find out about your musical path, what do you... I have so many good things I want to say about Duluth, but I want to ask you, a native Duluthian, why are you still there? What do you love about Duluth? What holds you there? Oh, that big old lake is no joke. Um, lake mm. Superior really draws me in, all the outdoor mm -hmm. stuff. And I've got a lot of history and family and friends in this area. 
Um, but I'm you on any given day, you can, well, not the last 10 days, but you can find me out on a trail out on the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so you're an avid outdoors person and you, um, you love where you're from. And I get that. I think, you know, being provincial is a very Minnesotan thing. I didn't happen to f- have that same affinity for where I grew up in Coon Rapids. So I moved to Minneapolis the second I could <laughs> shocking. I know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I love I love your love of Duluth because I have lived here my whole life, you know, more than 50 years now. And I I have been through Duluth up until about six years ago so many times. I grew up going to the Boundary Waters every year. I grew up going to Lutzen every year. So Duluth was a place to gas up, stop by and get some food and move on. And it was, again, no disrespect to Duluth, but it really was like sort of your last vaguely metropolitan area to stop before you head up along the North shore and head towards the Gunflint trail or the sawbill trail or points North from there. And so I'd been through Duluth many times, but it wasn't until middle age that I actually stopped and spent weekends in Duluth, spent, spent, you know, a long time in Duluth, got to know the local business people. And even in the short time in the last six, seven years that I've really become familiar with Duluth, the amount of transition and change, whether it be the local, you know, upstart business community, entrepreneurial community, the music community, as strong as it always was, Duluth is enjoying a really crazy renaissance right now. Would you agree with that? Is that fair? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And we're seeing it more than one neighborhood. You know, people talk about the Lincoln Park Craft District as, as one example, but there are many more and even Superior across the bridge. Um, you know, it's not a divider, it's a bridge. It brings us together and Superior <laughs> is seeing a renaissance as well. Well, I just, I love it because every time I've been up there, I meet new people. I go to a new venue, be it, uh, you know, a distillery or a brewery or a new venue or, you know, I think a lot of people remember Fitgers when it was a tiny mm-hmm. little brew pub that yep. was barely on the map and now is a force of nature there. And it's not alone, but the, the amount of artists and the number of people who have decided like, I'm going to open up my own coffee bean roastery, or I'm going to do this. Duluth is not just viable. It's not just a quaint, you know, Midwestern community. It's a real city and with real growth. And I love your mayor, by the way. She is one of my, I don't know if she's popular these days or not. I haven't had a chance to talk to her in a few years. But every time I've encountered her, she is so vibrant. I'm like, you might be why I like Duluth. Anyway, I just, I'm a huge fan of the city you live in. And so I'm glad that, you know, even when it was a little quieter and things weren't maybe always so bright, that it was your home and that you're still very proud of your home, because I think that's an important part. Does that reflect in your music at all? It does. The first track off the album is about the neighborhood that I grew up in. And we did a cameo in the music video with uh, former mayor Don Ness, who's also a mm. hillsider from Central mm-hmm. Hillside. Mm. And, you know, we, yes, I, there's influences in the music, not just in Duluth, but for Rust Belt communities, because I think that we, along the Great Lakes, we experience some of the same hardships as um, Marquette, Michigan, or Ironwood, Michigan, mm. or some other places, and, you know, around that area. And that's why we call it Great Lakes Country. That's what we play. It's classic country instruments set to the times of what's going on in the Midwest. So when you say classic country, you know, I mean, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I'm sure the people down in Nashville would think of it very differently than maybe you think of it. So, you know, before we talk about how you came to music, which we'll do after we get a song, tell me about the music of Brianne Marie and the Front Porch Sinners, not Swingers, (laughs) Sinners, just to make sure people are clear about that, because I don't I don't want any angry emails, although I do actually kind of enjoy them. Um, (laughs) Tell me tell me about the, the style. And again, I'm not looking for like it doesn't have to fit into an easily coded box. It doesn't have to be something people can easily digest. How do you feel or interpret the music that you play? What's it like and what's it about? Yeah, I can't play classic country straight up because it's the year 2021. But we're inspired by classic Grand Ole Opry um, instrumentation, soloing, song structure, um, even some of the lyrics and the in the content that those songwriters were writing about. I see that in every day. I'm inspired by it. Our musicians. Uh, play those classic instruments. So we have a fiddler in the band and we have a pedal steel player, upright bassist who also plays mm. electric bass. And even um, Evan's guitar playing, 
you know, I'll say, can you clean that up a little? Can we do a little less less distortion? Oh, I don't know if I like that really funky sound. Um, (laughs) So because because what I hear in my head is the classics and the greats. and, And when I write a song, those are the sounds that that I'm hearing for sure. So before we go any further, because I want to find out about how you came to music and and more about the evolution, then we're going to talk more about the new record specifically and the show you have going on in just a couple of nights here. I don't like to get too far into the show without hearing a little music. So let's hear some music from uh, from you. What song are we going with first, Sean? Sorry, I was just queuing it up. Uh, we're doing with Central Hillside. All right. Well, oh, and speaking of the Hillside community, so is there anything specifically you'd like to say about this uh, particular song, Brian? Yeah, the full title of the song is Central Hillside 91. And I mm. reminisced about 1991 being a teenager growing up in the Central Hillside neighborhood. The music video is loaded with nostalgia. So if you like the song, go check it out on our YouTube channel. I know people can't see your face right now. Zero percent chance you were a teenager in '91. You look way too good for <laughs> I that. I totally, I totally was. I have a 22-year-old daughter. Oh, you know what? You don't have to lie to impress us. We already like you. <laughs> it's Brianne Marie and the Front Porch Sinners on the Brian Oak Show.
Brianne Marie and the Front Porch Sinners on the Brian Oak Show. Brianne, is that one of the songs you recorded with Rich Matson at Sparta Sound? Yep, absolutely. So it's very transportive for me because I know where Sparta Sound is. I haven't been inside, but I know Rich Matson's one of those people that maybe isn't a household name to everybody. He should be. He's been making music forever. But what he's become and what he's become to mean for Minnesota artists, whether they're deep traditional bluegrass or simply a little rootsy or country or maybe even straight ahead rock and roll. He's created this haven, this sort of oasis away from the rest of the world with Sparta Sound that isn't like anything else. And I'm not trying to be too provincial here or too protective of what is ours, but I feel like maybe if you're not really Minnesotan or upper Midwestern, you can't have a full appreciation for what he's conjuring there or the place he's created for artists like you to be able to let your shoulders down and completely explore what you do. Is that overstating things or do you think that I've, I've kind of gotten somewhere close to the center of what he's about? I, I think you're right on. If this had been our only project with him, I would be confused by that because we recorded it during COVID and it was a different situation. But our last full length album, we did record in the traditional Sparta way, go in on a Friday, <laughs> come out on a Sunday, right. your head just dizzy with the <laughs> awesomeness that happened for three days. Well, I mean, it just, it, it, it feels like something that happens inside this warm, cozy space where outside it is 20 below and the wind <laughs> chill is genuinely deadly, but there, there's a warmth and a kindness. And I just feel like that guy, first of all, I got to get him to respond to one of my emails. He's got to be on this goddamn show, um, but I, only because I'm such a fan, you know, like I just, I, I think that. But I also feel like, you know, whether it's a band like yours, a band that's been making music for even longer, whatever the case may be, I feel like he's an important part of the fabric of the music of this community, which is kind of what we do here. So I'm just, I'm glad that you found a home there. So when you say it's different, so you didn't just wander into Sparta on a Friday, leave on a Sunday with a fresh <laughs> record. How was it different in COVID? Oh man, it was, it was a bummer because we couldn't have any sleepovers. So that was the first thing No sleepovers. No sleepovers. Oh. And I about eating Cheetos and drinking that Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> oh, I was ready for pillow fights and everything. No, right. we couldn't sleep over. And so, you know, we had to use our time wisely. Um, we also knew that any day things could change. So, you know, we were there for each time that we were there, but not knowing whether we would get postponed or shut down or stalled for how many days, months, whatever. We have so many bandmates and then there's Rich and Jermaine and, and between all of us, that's a lot of people that could have ha you know, been uh, impacted by COVID. We were wearing masks the entire time. You could smell antibacterial cleaning products everywhere. <laughs> um, I was in a vocal booth without a mask uh, with the door shut. Um, but all my bandmates, as I'm looking around, were masked and rich in the uh, control room. You know, he was in, in his booth. Um, you know, that's usually where an artist, especially the band leader, would be back in there with him after each take and listening back and, and looking up at the screen and talking about where things are happening and what we might want to change. And definitely during the mixing process, that's really important to be sitting side by side with your engineer to go through those pieces. Instead, that, that mixing portion had to be done by email. Um, and, and we also had to eat all of our meals outside. They oh. made up a really nice space in the yard with a nice big awning. Yeah. And, you know, at one point there was a biffy, you know, outside yeah. just to make sure that we were trying to keep that contact to very minimal for the portion of their studio, which is their home. And we're not recording in some building somewhere. This is where they live. And we really wanted to be protective of that. They're inviting people from other towns, other communities. And we've watched this virus spread the, this last year the way it has. And mm. so it, it definitely was a different experience. And our trumpeter, those parts you just heard there on trumpet, um, he was not going to be connecting with us at all. He had to record those parts at home and send them to Rich in the studio. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure it's very weird and disconnected. And, you know, I mean, uh, on our most recent episode, of the podcast we talked with adam levy of honey dogs and turn 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 about how you know there's always been 
since technology has allowed for decades where this person shows up and lays down their thing and then this person <laughs> does their thing and then this person does their thing. But I mean, the joy of it, right, is not like not unlike the joy of performing live is through both the good times and bad mm -hmm. to grind through the studio experience. And so to have it do it in such a disjointed way, it is terrible. But then to hear that mix that someone sends you via Dropbox or whatever the case may be, and it hits, there still had to be some real joy at the end of creating this, right? Yeah, there was joy throughout the process because we're looking at all of our musician friends who are isolated, selling their instruments or their gear because they're not going to be touring the way that they normally would or they're not going to be DJing or whatever they're working on. And we were still doing it. We were still making a record. And so we felt joy in the opportunity that we had. And, you know, shame on us if we were whining about what we didn't like about it because, you know, we needed to be grateful and we felt grateful for the opportunity that we had. We lost Brian. Yep. Am I back now? You're yep, back. you're back now. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> um, and oh, you're gone. Well, no, I'm right here, bro. Oh, we got you again. <laughs> Easy guy. Stop getting all judged. <laughs> oh, Zoom. We're gonna zoom, 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 uh, zoom. We got you back again. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We'll make this not a whole lot longer. Here we go. Yeah, we might have to just because your signal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's your signal. You ever think about that? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of that smell of antiseptic, I uh, just I'm going to show this real quick. Um, this room has smelled like this. Yeah. For eight months. That's yep. all it smells yeah, like in here. It's, uh, it's e gross. Even though I'm the only one in here today, I did it again just because, <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to get myself sick. Um, yeah, anyway. It right. doesn't damage our lungs, the cleaner it will. Yeah, oh, exactly right. Yeah. Good times. Uh, well, I'm sure that, <laughs> I, then, then I'm sure as a smoker, I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> oh, right, you're good. Nothing okay. to worry about. <laughs> all right, here we go. So tomorrow the new album, Juniper, which is obviously a labor of love and a labor unlike any that you've probably tackled given the challenges of COVID and where we all are, not just from a technological standpoint, but from an emotional and a mental standpoint, this is probably very cathartic and probably feels very good. One of the things that misses, I mean, we've talked to so many musicians during this era. What a weird time to start a podcast, right? Like, I mean, just, <laughs> it's never been like this before. So we're learning so much about ourselves, about each other. But there are universals, right? Like, you like to make music. You like to play. And you want to go out and see your fans. You want to go out and play for people. <laughs> that's, that's what this is about. And for the people who are fans, they want to watch you play live. That's the symbiosis. That's the, that, that's the, that's the food that feeds all of us for the music heads, music makers. And you don't get to do that. So here we are in the virtual age where sometimes you can't even be with your bandmates, let alone fans, but you're still doing a show on Saturday. What's happening day after tomorrow? Yeah, Saturday night, Sacred Heart Music Center, we're going to do a live stream. And they've been doing this for several months now, maybe eight or so months. Mm -hmm. Some very popular Minnesota musicians have been able to do a live stream from there. So they've got it all dialed in. It'll be on their YouTube channel. You can look mm -hmm. up Sacred Heart Music Center Duluth on YouTube to find them. And we'll live stream from about 7 to 8-ish p.m., and then we're going to jump online right away for that human connection. And we're going to be commenting and, and, and liking comments and interacting with people who are chatting in the comments live during the show. Well, I mean, if, if, if there was ever a time that people needed connection, it's now my last Saturday. I remember my wife and daughter were both not at home. And I was like, oh, you know, there was a time back in the day where I'd be like, sweet, man, Saturday <laughs> night to myself. Woohoo. I was like, <laughs> Oh, after about a half hour of petting the cats, I was like, well, this fucking sucks. So I would, I would have I would have loved something like, and again, my cats are great, but still, you know what I mean? Um, so people have a chance. So I imagine that the links and info available through all of your social media, is that true? Yeah, just go to briannemarie.com to find all the details. briannemarie.com, and that's B-R-E, not I, B-R-E-A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E.com, -E -E -E, correct? Yep, 
something like that. People right. will get there close enough to it. And so that happens tomorrow, not tomorrow, day after tomorrow, seven to eight, since this is Thursday. Um, but the record is out tomorrow. And what's the best way for people to get their hands on the record from a from an artist standpoint? You can go to briamory.bandcamp.com. We love Bandcamp. It's a great site to order mm -hmm. music. But also, we really encourage people to get out to your local music stores and look for our album. We did a drop in the Twin Cities area. In Duluth, we've got it in the drive-thru at Wusso's Concert Cafe, so you can pick up a mocha and an album on your way through How the drive-thru. How about drive that? Yeah. Um, and if you think that there should be a spot where our music should be, let us know. Send us a message on our website, and we'll send out some... Uh, some product down into the Twin Cities area into your local record store. We love local record stores. Well, and then that, that's awesome. I, I also love one since I happen to work at one, but it, it's great to me that because it's obviously not going to make you independently wealthy from any individual record store that you stop at. But part of what we do on this show is we support local restaurants, we support local mm -hmm. businesses, we support local artists, and the fact that you are reciprocating that speaks volumes to who you are as a person like i mean yeah i know you went down to the cities and you're able to hit a lot of birds with one stone like you know we're going to stop by all these record stores none of those are going to make you rich none of those are going to change the world for you but they obviously matter to you i think that's pretty cool heck yeah so you've made a record i mean is it killing you and I, i'm not trying to like dig up the darkness but i mean like so you have this record, super exciting. You have this show tomorrow, or day after tomorrow, super exciting. You're supposed to be going on tour. You're supposed to be traveling around and bringing this music to people. Is that eating you up inside at all? It's, it's awful. This is not how <laughs> record releases are supposed yeah. to go. I would rather be in a room with you right now, Brian. I'd rather be in, in radio station studios and in venues, these venues that we love so much. And there's a whole bucket list of stages we would love to play someday. Mm. Um, and I just, I'm on the edge of my seat, hoping that they are around when we get to that point where we can play those, those stages. Um, I'm hoping that some festival opportunities come up in the summer. I know we have some local outdoor things that we're working on booking mm -hmm. right now. Um, we played Earthrider stage over in Superior last summer, and that was so amazing to be in front of people and to see people's reactions, to talk with them after the show or during breaks. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hugger and I'm a social butterfly. This whole last year has been, you know, killing me slowly. But we're, we're here and we're, we're making music and we're, we're still doing it in this way, using this technology. I can tell you're a hugger and social butterfly because normally sister cities, there's a bit of a friendly rivalry. And when it came to Soup Town, right across the river from you there, right across the <laughs> there, uh, you said bridges connect us. They don't divide us. And you were promoting Superior as much as you were supporting Duluth. And even though Superior is cool, that's not common. You know, Sister City is like you're supposed to you're supposed to squat up a little bit for your rivalry right like jets versus sharks and you were clearly <laughs> on board for the entire area let me ask you this and it's not like it's your job to be a brand ambassador but my sort of fascination and first love with Duluth really is still in its nascency like I, I probably fell in love seven years ago and for a man my age that was way too late to fall in love What's something that if, if somebody were to go to Duluth for the first time, maybe not this winter, maybe this spring, maybe when things open back up, whenever, tell me something that you love about Duluth that if you're not from there, you don't know about. I would say one of my favorite places to go is Ely's Peak. It's less than a hmm. two mile hike, almost straight up. And it's one of the tallest points in our area. It's in West Duluth. From the top of Ely's Peak, when you get to that summit, for one, you catch your breath because it's it's pretty steep hike, but mm. you can see Cloquet, you can see across the river in Superior, you can see Montalac Ski Hill, and you can see into West Duluth and see the St. Louis River Bay. So it's one of the most gorgeous vantage points. It's called Ely's Peak. Oh, and there's an abandoned train tunnel you can walk through. So it's a fantastic cool. hike. It's great for families. It's great for a first date. It's, it's really great for anybody. In the words of Brianne Marie, an abandoned train tunnel is a great place for first dates. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Absolutely. in downtown Minneapolis, but um, 
I'll buy Ely's Peak. <laughs> Brianne, when I asked you to get in touch with me and be on the podcast, I didn't know anything about you. It was the first time I'd met you, and you are delightful. Do you promise that at some point when we are allowed to do such things and you come back down to the city, that you will join us in the Smart Start MN studio and come in and hang out with us? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. I feel better already. Two, uh, Thursday is looking fantastic. So before we wrap up and hear one more song, um, Brianne Marie and the Front Porch Sinners. By the way, I guess growing up Catholic, sin is such a heavy-ass word for me. Again, I'm not a practicing Catholic now, but it, it carries a lot of gravitas. There's a lot of, of material brought back from the past. What sort of sinning can we do on the Front Porch? You know, the, I would say the top two sinning things going on is drinking and swearing. Um, oh, you know. well, shit. Then I can do that anyway. <laughs> then I'm screwed. Right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but, you know, and when you think about the genre of country music or my love of classic country, divorce um, is was a sin and drinking mm -hmm. and swearing and... Um, Oh gosh, uh, having children out of wedlock, uh, or or yeah. canoodling. There, there was no shortage of um, <laughs> not exactly adhering to one's vows in classic country. Right, right. Things like premarital sex and an abandoned train tunnel. That's a. Oh, that we which, said first dates. Which, which we can, yes, exactly. Unbelievable. Which, which is available in Duluth. <laughs> Visit Duluth. And if you like to know more. <laughs> BrianneMarie.com. Uh, Brianne, you are delightful, and thank you for playing ball with us. Um, the new record is called Juniper. It is available tomorrow through all the regular outlets. But go to Bandcamp or go to a record store. Make a local business money, but more importantly, make the artist's money. Again, no one is going to be retiring wealthy by the end of the weekend, but this is what we do during times of challenge. We support the things that keep our community our community. We want to support the things that matter and, and inform our community. And that's why I like to talk to artists like Brianne Marie. So uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you, Sean. It's been just okay to talk to you. Um, thank you. Just thank a reminder for folks, if you're looking to buy or sell, contact me 612-859-2594. Sean Bernard with Edina Realty. That number is also text worthy. Did we not get to your spot? We never got to my spot. That's okay. Sean, no, that's not okay. Sean is a realtor for, for oh. Edina Realty. And no, he, dude, I, I, we did another one before this, so I got confused and I got so excited <laughs> talking about Duluth. I apologize. Um, give me that number one more time, which I understand is also textable. 612-859-2594. I love Duluth. We go there once a year. Um, it's just fantastic. So cool up there. Awesome. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for us. Anybody else have any parting thoughts before we head out? Well, we're going to play this last song. Well, no, I know that. I'm just wondering if anyone else has like anything burning inside their chest. Like, I mean, we've talked about your new record, Brienne. Um, Sean, we've talked about your realty. I haven't really talked about my hopes and dreams, but I guess I'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. The, the new record, Juniper, is <laughs> coming out tomorrow. Uh, and again, one last time, details on the show on Saturday. Where do people go? Saturday, 7 o'clock p.m. Go to YouTube.com and search Sacred Heart Music Center Duluth. All right. Very good. Brianne Marie, thank you very, very much. And, um, and we'll leave you with one last song. Do you want to say anything about this song? Yeah, you know, this song is really relevant to the last 10 days that we've had. It's called Too Tired to Cry. And I wrote it connecting the lyrics, making the connection between when it's too cold to snow, that when you're really exhausted from grief, you're just too tired to even muster up some tears. So uh, it's, a, it's a sad song for sure. Chasing ghosts again this week Looking for you in my sleep Went to all the places we would go Like that pawn shop downtown The one with all the old guitars And the park on Masaba Avenue
hundred